Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. everybody welcome to ozark's haints and hooch i'm dawn i'm dina and we're here still in the same room well not still but i mean <laughs> we've done other the same stuff room. since the last time yes and let me tell you something um i we, right off the bat i have the worst allergy attack ever and I went and got my Omicron and my flu shot. So if you, if I quit talking, it's because I have died. And so Great. just passed out. <laughs> and then Dina is all stressed out too and tired. So let, let us apologize like right off the bat with how crazy I'm sure this is going to be. So, um, all of the things that we tell you every time, we have social media, we have a website, ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com, and we have a Patreon, so please, um, if you would, you feel compelled to give to our Patreon, that would be really great. We release on the 1st and the 15th, although... Not this time. <laughs> That's Sorry. another thing. Sorry. I've been traveling, doing my last Fringe Fest of the year. Yay. And um, Dina's been working a lot. So we're very sorry that we're not going to get this out on time. Um, Dina's got the drink. Uh, I'm going to let her do that because it's another one that she personally had where we <laughs> were. <laughs> so, when we were in Eureka Springs, we went to the Spring on Main, which I'll give them a little plug. It was really good. It was really good. Um, And I had might have had a cocktail at 11 o'clock in the morning, or maybe two. <laughs> I was supposed to share the second one. I'm not really sure I did. <laughs> but it was called Dr. Jackson's Eye Water. And um, you'll find out why yes. in just a minute, or some minutes. Yes. Um, so it's a choice of tequila or mezcal. I chose tequila. Lime juice, orange caraco, agave nectar, and you can have a spicy rim or a salt rim. Um, and then once again, we had this at the spring on Main, so I don't have, I'm saying, an ounce of each. Sure. Something well, it's like probably that. it's like a margarita. It is like a margarita, yeah. but it's a little, it's more, it's orangier. And then they garnished it with an orange. I don't know. It was good. Mm -hmm. Like it was good enough that I went ahead and had another one. If it didn't have tequila, it was good. It was good with the tequila in it. I wanted to give um, a shout out to one of our Patreon patrons. Thank you, thank you, Gina. But she wrote in. Um, that the ghost Dina's ghost box ghost tube app has inspired her. And let me just say, ghost tube people, I feel like you should be giving us royalties. For, for real. Yeah. Because this is what she says. It's a little long, but I wanted to read it to y'all. Hi, thought I'd give you an update on my experiences with ghost tube. I uploaded it a couple days after your reply. I started first in my house. My house is about 100 years old. It's pretty quiet. Hardly any action with a magnetic reader at all. 
What is the magnetic reader, Dina? The EMF thingy. Okay, okay. As I was walking toward my back door, the voice part said, don't leave. Yeah. Ah. And then she said, my work was much more exciting. The building was originally built in 1889 and was a bar and liquor warehouse. Now it houses a craft distillery that's about 10 years old. Several people I work with have thought the building wasn't haunted as much as has a presence. It's not scary. What I first noticed was the magnet meter was very active and in places that didn't make sense as far as electric services or a lot of metal. When I sat down at the bar for my end of shift drink, the magnetic reader was all the way in the red in the seat to the right of me. Nothing in the left-hand seat. Then the voice meter said burnt. I know the building burned in 1928. A moment later, the right-hand seat showed no magnetic reaction at all. I set my phone on the bar and just let it listen. A moment later, it asked, are you a friend? My work has been the only place that's said phrases more than two words. It has piqued the interest of my co-workers, and there are three others besides me who have ghost tube on their phones now. Do you hear that, ghost tube people? Seriously. <laughs> I know. We need some sales comp or something. <laughs> exactly. So thanks, Gina. We appreciate when people uh, write in and comment on what we do. So, okay. So what we're doing um, tonight is... Because we're in the Ozarks, just like the Aaron Military Museum episode, we actually went back to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and we stayed in the Crescent Hotel, and we, um, through their incredible generosity, we got to tour the Crescent, the Basin, and then through the Palace Hotels at Great generosity we got to tour those three hotels so and we also had a meeting with the mayor so tonight you're gonna hear um an interview of the ghost tour person at the crescent and then you're gonna hear from the mayor and his wife um and so let's get started. Well, and let oh. I do want to say that the mayor and his wife were very good friends of our sister Deidre. That's right. That's right. And they were very kind too to take time out. And and the mayor has been in Eureka Springs like his family's been there for a million years yeah, for a really long time. So he yeah grew up there. And um, anyway, we'll do that. So we're gonna start out with the Crescent and kind of like the last time, we'll probably. Um, narrate some things um that might be a little hard to hear but i think we did better this time yeah and also i just want to add that everyone was lovely like the people of eureka springs are so accommodating and they were just lovely there's not a better word for it that's true yes. i agree it was great anyway yeah. it was a great working vacation is what i called it because we got some time to play, but we also, not that this is really work, because it was super fun. It was to way fun. Do yeah. all the ghost tours and get to do the stuff that we got to do. But anyway, let's go ahead and start it. I go by Belladonna when I'm here at the hotel. They let us have the little stage name, so that's yeah, the one that yeah. I chose for myself because of the historic use of it as a poison. Right. But it also means beautiful lady in Italian, oh. so it's just a lovely double edged sword yeah, yeah. kind of situation. Uh, I'm a tour guide here at the Crescent Hotel Ghost Tour, and I've worked here for three years and six months. 
and I don't consider myself um, sensitive to spirit energy, but I've had some experiences here that I can't quite explain, and a lot of the guests here do too. So that's sort yeah. of the joy of being able to share them with one another. So tell us your most uh, startling experience to you, maybe, or one that, I mean, I'm sure as a tour guide, are you ever scared in here? I'm way more afraid of the living than sure. I am of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I have had a couple sense. of startling experiences. Uh, I had a lovely experience with the elevator one night on a, a hot August day where the elevator is not air conditioned. It's yeah. usually the warmest place in the building. And as I was hailing it from the basement level to go back up to the fourth floor, the doors opened and a wall of cold air came out. And I was like, I have no good explanation for this. But yeah. it was a lovely reprieve for how hot Thank the building you. was. That, that was, was pretty great. great. That was. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So that, what you just heard was our tour guide for the Crescent. And we went on the special, what they call it? Ex Extended? Expert? I don't know. It anyway. X word. It's the late one, and you get to hear lots of history. So... Um, we we just seem like like such tired people because the, it was midnight and we were both really tired yes. at this one too. But anyway, um, the next piece that you're gonna hear, she talks about being at a convention, and we just want to say just really quickly that she told us a story that she had stayed at for a convention and um the weather had gotten bad yeah and it was so in she January. couldn't drive home and so they had put her up um in one of the rooms and this is that story so when i stayed here in that room 424 the night of the convention when nobody should have been coming to visit me late at night and seeing the latch on the door interjecting it for in the morning meaning that someone was trying to get into my room, but when I could look at the gap under the door and I couldn't see anybody standing there, that was pretty startling. Oh, yeah. The place is very quiet late at night, so even if, if you're not trying to ghost hunt, it's pretty easy to notice if there's a strange sound, mm -hmm. that yeah. kind of thing going on. Um, there was a night where I was closing up the morgue and I was coming through that spa hallway very late at night. I'd say it was maybe like 1.30, and I heard the sound of little running feet all around Aww. me, like that of Brecky, but I couldn't see anybody. Yeah. I hope he doesn't feel like we're always ignoring him just because we don't have the built-in receptors to, to be able it. to Become, perceive yeah. him. Well, you know, you never know. Like, he could, like, I, I'm, I'm very open-minded, and so it could just be like a tape. Like you were saying, a tape. Maybe it's an energetic tape that just plays over and over, or maybe they are aware. I mean... Who knows, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. the fact that he interacts with the children closer to his own age, at least we have no end of that. <laughs> People so come here with their kids all the time. For him, is it always the same thing that happens to kids, or is it different? He approaches them all different areas of the property, sometimes inside, sometimes outside. He is very friendly. He wants to play with them. He was around adults his whole life. So it makes sense that he would yeah. seek out Does he speak to them? He does, but I don't know how articulate he is being that he was like just four. Four, that's right. Yeah. I don't know, four-year-olds are pretty articulate, so I mean, they, they could have a conversation with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I will say that I'm not getting anything in here, but the morgue, like, start it blew up as soon as I went down there. I did you getting, Did you turn that on? I didn't turn it on because I didn't want it to mess up her speech, so I right. didn't turn it on until we started. Turn the volume down. Yeah, I turned the volume down and I started it when we were in here. Oh, okay. And so I got a couple of hits when we were in here, but it really, like, I hope that. Well, a lot a of people lot. will have mixed. Um, results down in the morgue because it's for whatever reason we think the spirits are trying to drive power from all different kinds of things so a lot of people will have batteries drain very quickly mm -hmm. um there's something else i was going to tell you guys it just flew out of my brain um emf detectors are not very reliable down in the morgue because we have a lot of ungrounded electricity right over right. our heads so if anytime mm -hmm. people are using that trying to pick up on the electromagnetic imprint. Mm -hmm. I was telling them that they're going to do it, try to hold it close to the ground so we're not. But I didn't hear it beep or it, anything. Yeah, no. We have an app that is I have an like app. Everything. It does that. It does the magnetic, it does the, the ghost box. So you just heard her talk about Brecky. And uh, <clears throat> we wanted to give you a little history on who that is. So. Brecky was the four-year-old child of Richard and Mary Breckenridge Thompson, and he died in the hotel due to complications from appendicitis. And he's been seen um, throughout the hotel, sometimes with a ball, um, and a lot of times with children. That's who he appears to yes, the most. Yes, and he, he talks to, which makes sense because he's finding people his own size. Yeah. Right? So she also talks about the spa, spa hallway and hearing, um, <laughs> hearing, hearing feet running. Yeah. So we were like, oh, spa hallway. So, uh, just a little, little background. So Scooter and Pace came down with us. So they got to do the whole Crescent tour with us, but then they had to leave the next night because Scooter had to go back to work and Pace had to go to school. So we decided we were going to go down and be brave and do the ghost box because we had been doing the ghost box and we'll talk about that in a in minute. In the spa hallway. But anyway, so we decided we were going to go down sneaking around in the spa hallway. And I don't think that it's not that we weren't supposed to be down there. It's just quiet and nobody is. Yeah, nobody's down there at night. Yeah. So we were walking down there. Sorry, just burped. Um, so <laughs> we were, excuse me. Thank you. We were, um... Walking down there with the ghost box, and I think I kind of had forgotten that I had it turned on. We were just walking around looking, trying to look in the rooms, which you couldn't do or anything, and it went off. And it said shine, and it scared the shit out of both of us. There might have been some screaming yeah. and cussing when that happened. But anyway, let me give you some words that it gave us. That I the ghost box to, yeah. picked up, yeah. This so, is in the spa hallway, right? Oh, well, that was... Yes, I can look that up, too. I have some from just the... Oh. So, it started with Shine. Recently, a long time ago, Chains, How Do You Feel, Sacrifice, Immune, Eat. Leave Here, and Angel were okay. some of those. And that was down in the um, spa hallway in the little, like, waiting room right before it. But I had gotten more. Um, she didn't want to turn the ghost box on because she the talked, tour yeah, was really. When she was talking. Yeah. But I did turn it on when we got into the morgue. And um, 
I got quite a bit. Um, what should I do? How are you? Am I a ghost? Um, why? It, hospital was one of them. And, you know, it was... It was a hospital. It was a hospital. Mm-hmm. Not a good one, but it was a hospital. So, anyway, sometimes, um, I, you know, who knows if this is really hearing anything or if it's just throwing words at me to make me go, oh, but sometimes I did go, oh, <laughs> or, ah. yeah. or I might have screamed a bit. All right. It was the ghost tour was really interesting and I loved all the history too. Yeah. A lot of people come on the ghost tour and they're like, yeah, history. And I was like, well, without the history, it's like sometimes weird stuff happens over here. You don't want to know any more about it than that? <laughs> yeah, no? so my 14-year-old just said, this is the only way that history's fun. <laughs> yeah, he did say. <laughs> I listened to this. <laughs> um, so there is a historian for this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there, still... there are two official historians and many non-official historians. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, Keith Scales and his partner, Rebecca Becker, if you guys go down to uh, the Eureka Springs Historic Museum, I think her exhibit is still on display there. That's all about the girls of the Crescent College. Oh. We used to have that on display here, but then when the pandemic happened, we didn't want people to come into the museum unaccompanied and be touching everything, and then right, you know, so right. they ended up moving it there. Okay. And they they have a limited engagement there. It may be ending this week, but if you okay. guys go to see it, she collected a great deal of information from uh, descendants of the students. Okay, so okay. They have a lot of that. I just wondered, boy, that would be hard to, especially when it involves stuff that people don't want to talk about. That would right. be really difficult. Well, to... and everybody has their own sort of take on things, like right. the story of the girl in the mist. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, everybody's got a little bit of a differing opinion about it. Yeah. Hmm. But Keith actually went to the locations that were all important in Norman's life to collect some of this information that we share on the Did expert Did he even go to Iowa tour. and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. What an awful man. But really good at it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Um, I don't know. What else? No, I'm so tired. I know. My brain, <laughs> okay. my brain quit working I, I like five minutes ago. Well, you guys went over to the Basin Park earlier today. We so did. Yes. We did. And that was really great. Actually, they stayed here before. I've been in this hotel several times. I have never been inside the Basin. Because, I don't know, you walk in there, and it's not like you could walk upstairs. I, I just always wanted to sneak in, but I never have. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you tour guide over there too? I do not because okay. they do more of a paranormal investigation. That's what and she And I have saying. less interest in that. I'm more interested in the history. In the history. Part of it. So the people that don't do the expert tour, is it more paranormal or no? No. It's, so the regular ghost tour just speaks less of Norman. So like when, oh, I, okay. when I passed around the photos and spoke more about him and, you know, different legal endeavors and all of that kind of stuff it focuses more on him this one and then the regular tour does not get to see the specimen drawers in the cabinet that was more engrossed yeah Yeah. um okay yeah yeah no i enjoyed that 
So I have a funny story, though. When we were here oh, yeah. about ten, 10 years ago, we brought my other sister, who has passed away. Um, we brought her. She and my mother and I all came for my mother's birthday. And we were on the ghost tour. And I think we were on the third floor right there um, where you had stopped, like that second room to the right that's at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sitting there, and this woman comes out of the room screaming. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And we were like, what's going on? She goes, there's handprints all over the bed. So Deanna and I were like, handprints? Can we see? <laughs> can we <laughs> come into like, your room? Yeah, come here, come here. And so we ran in there. Her husband is literally in bed without a shirt on. Just And we were like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there stuff on your bed? Can we look? Awesome, thanks. Okay, <laughs> They also, she didn't hear it, but mom and our other sister heard a scream in the middle of the night. Yes, yeah, where was that? Yeah, that was on the second yeah, floor. Yeah, we're in 211. I think we were next to, like, what is that? Two, probably 209. 13. Or, oh, I don't, I don't know. know which way does it go. Maybe know. it is 213. We were, we were on the other side of the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. I was sleeping. I had a, a woman who was walking around late at night maybe two weeks ago and she was just filming down the hallways with her phone and she recorded someone screaming bloody murder and she just happened to run into us so we like grabbed the head of security and we're like she was filming over here go make sure everybody's okay and were they as far as they could tell there was nothing wrong I'm like well she was like do you guys just pump screaming sounds through the hotel to like mess with us and we were like no why are you asking that she's like well you should listen to this oh boy wow wonder if she's the only one that heard it you just heard her um part of our her interview with us after of course we'd done the tour but she mentions the basin and so let me tell you logistically we did go to the basin before we went to the crescent but we're gonna save the basin and the palace for the next episode, so you'll you will hear that. And she also talks about Don also talks about how the first time we were there, Mom and Deidre and I uh, had spent the night, and something woke Mom and Deidre up. They had heard a scream or a groan or something like that. I will just say I slept through that, <laughs> um, but nothing happened to us this time. Yeah. And we were actually in the room right next door to the room that mom and Deidre and I had stayed in, but nothing, I mean, <laughs> nothing woke me up the first time, but nothing woke me up the second time either. Well, nothing ever happened in the rooms. I did get some ghost box hits, but nothing like we didn't hear anything. Nothing was moved on us. Nothing like that happened. And let me just say that did I stay up until four in the morning the first night? Yes. Yes. Because I'm a big chicken. So I can tell you nothing happened (laughs) except lots of snoring from the Gilmans. (laughs) That's the only noise that I heard. Yeah. We slept through all that. But this next part you're going to hear is a ghost box hit. So we'll go ahead and, and start with that. What should I do? What should I do? Except, like, um, I guess what we would find interesting is personal experience, you know. Well, I can tell you, um, you know, the area that I talk about, the asylum, over there, down at the end of the third floor, I've had so many experiences with guests becoming overwhelmed with the feeling of illness. Mm. 
fainting, but again, I'm like, it might just be that we're standing there too long and then we, you know. So I will tell you, I don't know if it's after you said, talked about the pipe tobacco, but I was sort of listening and I was like, I smell it. I smell it. And I turned to Dean and I was like, I smell it. But I don't know if that's suggestion or what, but anyway, I smelled it. I don't know that it was cherry. It's, if you haven't ever smelled uh, cherry pipe tobacco, it's like a sweet incense kind of oh. smell. It doesn't smell this like more, cherry candy. This mm. is more like pot, just pipe, pipe tobacco. tobacco. Yeah. yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But I thought maybe, it, may, I couldn't really remember when I started smelling it if you had mentioned it or not yet. So that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but on that third floor, I've had on multiple occasions people on my tour that are sensitive to spirits that perceive them regularly. Like they're just walking through like a living person in their consciousness. So I had three different ladies, three different occurrences that were sensitive to spirit energy. And they said, you know that young woman that you talk about in the nurse uniform, she stands in the hallway while you talk about her. But she's Aww. just there and she's off to the side. And they say she was not a trained employee. Hmm. That she was someone working for the hospital that didn't Ornament. have medical background. Which would have been the case Ornament. for a lot of people because, you know, they were just trying to support their families. So Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, that kind of is ornamenty, you know, or that she, she was, was an just ornament. there. Yeah. 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 Huh. You know, so some people were in the know and said nothing because if everybody were to know that it was a scam... And wonder they how don't want to be the whistleblower on the situation, or they want to be able to continue well, to Well, if their he family. was such a horrible person, he may have threatened them, you know? He may have. Yeah. Hmm. So have you heard of others, like, are, I, I don't know that I could work here. You know what I mean? Like, are the housekeepers all freaked out? Some of them. Some of them don't want to go into Michael's room alone, so yeah, okay. there have been occurrences that I've heard that certain housekeepers will go in there together to work on the room just okay. so that they aren't by themselves. The only negative experience I've ever had was during my training, and I call it negative because I got the queasy feeling oh, okay. that I've never had here any other time. So I was in training, and I was on a tour with the tour guide that was training me and the other people that were on the tour. And what they used to do pre-pandemic is if it was slow and it was not a weekend, sometimes we would get a key to go into some of those rooms if they weren't rented. Oh. Now it's like a logistic yeah. nightmare to make sure that they're clean for the guests that would sure, come sure. to stay in them. So we went into Michael's room, and it was like, we had like three other people on our tour, it was like, February, super dead. We went in there and she opened the door and I felt the wave of nausea and I felt like it felt like the floor was rolling. Oh. You know, like equilibrium compromised. But mm -hmm. I didn't want to say anything because I wanted to see if anyone else in the room would have a similar experience. And when the tour guide that was training me walked in, she goes, it feels awful in here. She goes, I feel like I can't catch my breath. Oh, okay. So she and I experienced it, and she had an EMF detector that was spiking. In wow. Hmm. Cool. But yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a threatening feeling. It was just, 
Well, I guess if, if you're falling, agree with me. <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of if you're falling, I could see the wave kind of feeling. Well, I interesting. I mean, when I met Shepherd, we work at Shepherd of the Hills, and I'm in the dressing room at night, oh, or during the day by myself a lot, and um, the lockers slam all the time, and nobody's there. And I mean, I hear that, and I just kind of have to tune it out. Yeah. You just kind of. Um, so, uh, we just want to let you know that we were in the lobby. I know it was midnight, but all that noise is just people walking through, coming and going, looking and you hear for the ghosts, music. just like we yeah. were looking for ghosts. Yeah. 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 Pace was petting the cat. They have a cat named Jasper and he was super like, could have taken that cat home. I think yeah. it was very sweet. Um, which I guess we could tell that story. I don't know if we did on the earlier episode, but there was a cat Morris at the hotel forever and it died and it's actually buried on the grounds. And they say that Jasper goes out and lays by that grave a lot, which is really sweet. Yeah. And people leave Morris toys. Like yeah. there's cat toys and stuff all yeah, over his grave. Sweet. It is kind of sweet. Um, oh, and if you'll go back and listen, um, you can hear the ghost box and I think it's it. Ordinary? I Now I've set my phone down. Oh, it's right uh-uh. here. Um, so you can you can hear the ghost box go off in that. Um, ornament, not ordinary. Orna- yeah, ornament. It said ornament. And then I think Dawn has a story. We, so, you know, whenever we see anybody at the hotel or anywhere else that we're, even at the basin in the palace when we were there, we were always like, so do you have stories? Yeah. So there was a security guard walking by and we were like, so do you have a story? And can we record you? And he was like, you can't record me, but I have a story. So I'm going to let Dawn tell that story. And B, he was kind of cute. Yeah. Well, okay. Dawn for thought me. he was cute. For me, yes. Um, so yeah, he wouldn't let us record him, but he said one night, it was in the winter, and I, we may have said this before, sorry, but the Basin and the Crescent are owned by the same people. So they got a call about a homeless guy that had snuck into the hotel, and as I remember it, they thought he'd snuck in the Crescent. Mm -hmm. So they were walking around looking for him, and he went up on the second floor, And he said there was a man in a long black coat and a top hat. And he said, that's not unusual in Eureka Springs or in this hotel to um, be wearing a top hat. And so he said that the guy was walking really fast, so fast he could see his coattails kind of fluttering, blowing behind him. And so he said he was saying, sir, sir. And the guy went around the corner and he sort of, ran to catch up and when he looked around the corner there was no one there and then he was supposed to tell us something else but we never saw we him never again. saw him well come to find out the homeless man wasn't even in the crescent <laughs> right. he was in the basin yeah and then he went down to the front desk and said hey who's in room because he thought maybe the gentleman had you know just gone into his room but there was no one in that room that night. oh yeah around the corner right yeah right so that was interesting so that's the end of the Crescent interview. We, I know it kind of ends abruptly, but we start again. It was twelve thirty in the morning, yeah. and we started kind of talking about stuff. So I just ended it. This next whole section is our interview with the mayor and his wife and his wife Lynn Bennett Berry and Butch Berry. Mm-hmm. 
first, yeah. would you all just yes. tell us who you are? We should. Who we are you and what you do? What do you do? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, I'm Butch Berry. I'm the mayor of Eureka Springs. And I'm Lynn Berry, and I'm the queen of Branson. <laughs> there you go. I've heard that about both of you. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, so we thought, um, you know, you read all the history about those three big hotels. And I don't know if you know, but our grandparents, did Deidre ever tell you, our grandparents um, moved to Holiday Island no. when I was, no, so no. Kim was like 15. That would have made me, like, I always you, have known them there because that's I, okay. So, so a long time ago. I mean, when Holiday Island was nothing, and then my aunt Kim, who's only four and a half years older than me, graduated from Eureka High School. Oh. And so I was telling people when I was fifteen, fifteen, <laughs> and all of that was bars up there. I play guitar, and I used to yeah, I used to play. Yeah. And whoever was the sheriff then. Played guitar too. That was John Tyson. Okay, yeah. I never knew his Did name. Did he ride a horse? I don't know. No I just met him up there at the chickens. chickens. At the you know we're at Bins and there's benches. Yep. We, yep. we, yep. get a we call that play. the Group W bench. Okay. So yeah, so I Dina doesn't remember very much of this, but I I feel like not not of that. I mean I remember Holiday Island. Yeah, yeah. Holiday Island, and then Grandma and Grandpa had a, a lake house, and we. You know, Sweet. I remember the lake house, and I remember coming here to, we would eat and yeah. shop and yeah. 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 Shop, get huckleberry yeah. pie, you know. Yeah, but we thought, um, you, you tell us, you tell us the spookiest stuff you know about. Okay. You going first? No, you go first. Well, mine's more present day. Do you have any more 1950s? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't have a lot of spooky stories. Not, do you, does this building not even... I mean, you did know, Don to me, Matt ever say anything? No, um, he was the janitor for. I don't know whether I have just well, grew up him. here and the spooks just kind of left me alone. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, including my first job was at the Crescent Hotel. Okay. Um, back when they had uh, a uh, bowling alley down in the basement. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. He was the pin setter. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, hey. One of the pin setters. And then I went from there up to uh, being a busboy in the dining room. Okay. And now, it, why did you like that job so much? Well, the job, uh, part of it was we closed at 8 o'clock, um, and the waitresses would send me down to the bar, which was down in the basement, <laughs> to pick up their toddies, for after-work toddies. <laughs> and so I would go down there, being 14 years old, and, of course, on the way back, I would sample a little bit of the toddies on the way out, of course, and walk through what is now known as the morgue. Okay. You know, yeah. And it wasn't really, I never had any experiences there, but it was always just that dark, spooky place. You know, yeah. you just kind of kind of ran through there, as, you know, walked real rapidly to get through there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, th we went down last, I mean, we took the big tour last night, mm -hmm. and so... We got to go down in the morgue, and that that girl was his. She all her history was great, and good. I didn't know so oh, much good. of that. Good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, well, we'll say everyone's been lovely. I they mean, have been. Oh my the, gosh, the basin. I mean, they. Oh. She did a whole tour just for us. Good. Took us up on the roof. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. nest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now good. when I did do when I got out of architecture school, 
in my other job, I'm also an architect, a preservation architect. And my, one of my first jobs was measuring the Crescent Hotel for a contractor. Uh, he was thinking about buying it. And so it was empty. And I went up and measured all the rooms. And some of the rooms, when I put all the drawings together, they didn't line up with the dimensions. And there was <laughs> spaces missing. So what year was that? 1973, 74. Okay. Uh, the hotel was for sale for $100,000. Wow. And uh, the guys decided that was too much money. And so he <laughs> decided not to do it. But in the process of me measuring the whole building, and, and there's a, there's a the, drawing okay. uh, of the hotel. But you did those drawings every year for his family and friends for Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Being a starving architect, I couldn't afford presents, so I would do the drawings. <laughs> and, uh, that but uh, so we, I was down in the basement, uh, it's about where the morgue is, and found a bunch of photographs. And in the photographs, I found a ghost, a picture of one of the ghosts. Okay. One of the ghosts. It's a picture of a ghost. <laughs> only known photograph that I know uh, of a ghost in the Crescent Hotel. And you can see through him, and you can see the room. And the at that time, the bedspreads had those, uh, for lack of a better word, dingle balls. Quilt. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. You know yep. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know. It's it kind of a... <laughs> You know, there was that kind of a bedspread, chenille, I yeah, guess what it was, yeah, with little yeah. balls hanging all the way around yeah, yeah. it. And uh, and he's standing right in front of the bed, and you can see through him and see the back of the, of the bedspread. Huh. And so uh, I've got a, I still have that photograph. Somewhere? Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. Where is it? Oh, it's down at my office. Okay. I probably have it on my computer. I probably have scanned it. And, okay. Oh, good. Well, if you oh, do good. and you we'll find it, we'll shoot it to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, my first trip to the basement of the Crescent Hotel was probably 1975. And uh, Stephen Charles Gassaway was the new food and beverage manager. Uh, our best friends were Steve and Rhonda. And uh, the Crescent had been closed for a while. And so they lived in the basement that first winter getting ready to open. So I came Yikes. up and I was living in Little Rock and I came up and spent the night. And I kept hearing these, you know, noises and I ascribed them to the boilers. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it was heat in the winter. It wasn't much heat, I can't tell you that. And so got up the next morning and, you know, and Stephen's up in the kitchen, like, fixing us a little breakfast. And uh, I said, man, those things just click off and on. He goes, the boilers don't work. Oh. I said, well. <laughs> but I never saw anything. But then in 2004, I think that was the year. Yeah. Well, was it 04? About then. Ghost Hunters the, came Hunters to town. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was the executive director of the City Advertising and Promotion Commission, and so my job was to facilitate their filming in lovely Eureka Springs. So we talked to them off and on, you know, and the, the um, uh, advance team was coming. They stayed a whole week. They stayed seven days. And um, then the talent, uh, can't even think of... Uh, Grant and, and Jason. Jason. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got off we the plane. We might have watched that show. Yeah. I've, I've oh, seen good. that episode. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm -hmm. yeah. They came uh, over from XNA. I, I sent 
Fuzzy, who's our the only um, extended uh, limo, taxi cab driver you know. in limo yeah. service, <laughs> okay, okay, to yeah. go get them, yeah. and they get here about four o'clock in the afternoon, and their people had already been out, and they were setting up things outside at every corner, you know, and so um, they the guys were hungry, and so I said, well, you know, what do you want? And because kitchen was closed. Well, before and, that though, when they pulled up, it's, it they had the thunderstorm. No, the thunderstorm was that night. Was that, well, yeah, the that night. So we go. I go and get okay. smoked trout and you know, potato salad. And we have a, we have a picnic in the dining room in the Crystal, dining room. Okay. And uh, there was no dinner service for that night, so it must have been on a Sunday night because they would have done brunch, you know. So, they, um, the guys are telling me that what they're looking for, and there were three categories, of hauntings. I, wish, I hope I can remember them all. One was demonic. Of course, I remember that because I was raised Catholic. And then um, one was, oh, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. Oh, it was, they didn't realize they were dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And then the others are the ones that can interact. Mm-hmm. So okay. the three. So I'm sitting there, I'm taking all this in. We talked for an hour while they ate. And I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm going, oh, I don't, God, I don't think you're going to get anything, you know, because I've been in and out of that hotel for years. And uh, so we go, no, I left at 11. I think you went home before me. And I finally gave up and left at 11. And we had a thunderstorm that night that lightning struck the, the penthouse where the owners live. Oh. And it left a big hole in a fire. Oh. And oh. when we got back that next morning, the hole looked like a cross. Oh. It was like, oh, these guys were flipping. Uh-huh. So the next night, um, I was with the assistant producer or one of the PAs, and we were sitting on the couch in the lobby. And again, it was late. And I can't remember what time of year this was. I don't remember. I want to say fall, but I'm maybe it was. Yeah, it was because there were spiders and and there were actual decor for Halloween. Um, And so um, I'm talking to this young lady, and we're sitting on the couch, and I said, "So, have you ever had uh, an experience?" And she says, "Not until last night." And she said that the guys had called and they had wanted her to go back down to the governor's suite and uh, they were walkie-talkies and get um, cordage or whatever, you know, they needed more power Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so she got in the elevator and she punched four because that's, they were in the North penthouse. And she got out and realized that this isn't the fourth floor, you know, so she decided, well, I'm just going to walk up there to the North penthouse. She started walking down the hall, and she could hear the doorknobs rattle all the way down. So that did it for her. (laughs) And then about the third night... I thought, was that when they moved the the luggage? I did. I remember seeing that. The the movement of Uh when Theodora moved Grant's luggage was when we were having the picnic in the Crystal uh, Dining Room. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now yeah. that she moved it to block the door. Yeah. Usually she would pack for you, is the, <laughs> the reverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she said yeah. that. Yeah. 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 She would pack it up for you. Mm-hmm. So then it was about the third night, and the guys were going to get these exterior shots, and you know it was probably 10 p.m., 
and um, uh, uh, Steve, who you've seen on the show, mm -hmm. was actually the one that was doing a lot of the manipulation with the cameras, etc. And he told me that he would go out and he'd turn on at this corner over by the, over towards the church, you know, he'd turn it on, and they'd get back inside, and that camera would go off. And they'd go and they'd turn this one on, and they, they decided to turn all four on, and eventually they were all turned off. So he was going, <laughs> So and were they creeped out, those guys? No, so, they were not okay. at all. The one well, that was... Oh, gosh. One, yeah. he begin, his name begins with a D, and he still uh, has a show today. Oh, shoot. And he was a dark-headed young man. Um, oh, I can't think of the his name. The tattooed one? Oh, fiddle. I cannot think of his name. And when they were doing the... Um, he was flipped out when they went to interview the guys over at the Dr. Ellis's house. That okay. was when he flipped out. Was when um, I believe Jason was trying to capture the aura of the gentleman who. Uh, uh, there were two gentlemen that mm -hmm. that owned that lived in that house, and one of them was the organist at the Episcopalian Church. Mm -hmm. And so he was interviewing him, and he kept getting these. Steve kept getting these. No, not Steve. Jason kept getting these auras all around him. And that was when, oh, his name almost came to me. <laughs> maybe it's Dave. Uh, that, it may be Dave. It may be Dave. It may be Dave. That was when Dave flipped out. The FLIR camera captured these things that were just going, you know. And so he went out to, uh, to re- <laughs> to relieve himself and to t come back in and work. And when he went outside, he walked through spider webs. <laughs> and he thought... And he's scared to death oh, of spiders. Oh, scared to death of spiders, yeah. Just, just, you know, yeah. just... They had however, however yeah, quickly Dave that Tango, was. Dave Tango, that's right. Yeah, it is Dave Tango. That was, yeah. like, is he the one that's... He was the bald you? one with the, that always... Well, here. Oh, yeah, let me see. <laughs> Yeah, he's the tattooed one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So okay. on the the day that uh, they were going to do the reveal to the uh, general manager of the mm -hmm. Crescent, I was there. Did you go with me? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And we were out on the balcony, you know, overlooking the statue and mm -hmm. on the fourth I'll floor. I was with you after. I yeah, remember, remember that. Yeah. And they were showing us on on their little, or maybe on their laptop, and that go. They pulled up that the image that you've seen in the morgue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And they said, and we got this Confederate soldier. Mm -hmm. And we're going, that's no Confederate soldier. That's Michael, the stonemason. And that's a stonemason's cap. Oh, because <laughs> they're still talking about it as if it's a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And what was really odd was when I was in 1975 staying downstairs, prior to that there was a restaurant downstairs and a bar called Michael's. And the guy that had done the artwork for the cover of the menu was uh, a guy named um, uh, Max Elbow from Detroit, a very famous, okay. he was a pointillism artist. Oh, okay. 
and very famous, and he did um, a lot of the original 1970s, late 60s posters for big oh, yeah. bands back in Fillmore East and Detroit yeah. and just oh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I go, that is Michael. And if I pulled that menu out of the pile today from the bottom of the Crescent Hotel, it would be that exact image. Huh. The stonemason's cap. He's all done in, in it's a, um, what do you call it when it's all black? Uh, it's a silhouette. Okay. On the okay. cover of the menu. Ah. Uh. How did Max know that? Because <laughs> we didn't have photos from the guy that fell in 1883. No, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So. So interesting. Do they still talk about the girl that jumped to her death because she was pregnant? Yeah. And then the nurse that walks up and down the hall. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Theodora. I think those are the only four. Uh, the Brecky. little boy. The oh, little the little boy. boy. I forgot yeah, about Brecky. that one. Yeah. 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 My, my yeah. son is, for, my youngest is 14, and he came. Oh. He was a, he was a helper, and he really wanted to see Bracky because we're oh. on the second floor, and oh. he really wanted to see Bracky. Yeah. He was mad. He didn't see him. Didn't. Who stayed in 218? Two girls. Because no. the girl that took us around said that, she said, okay, I just want to tell you all that um, sometimes the guests that stay in the room will, will jump out to scare the tourists when they hear them coming by. And she said, I've even had some guests put the sheets over their heads. And, and so she's like, you know, so just be ready for that. Like that, she was <laughs> not, not like that. <laughs> and so anyway, as we're walking by, these two girls go in. Well, I don't remember what year it was that I got the call at 7.30 in the morning from a friend of ours who worked for... She was the head of the Arkansas Historic Preservation Program. Okay. And she was up here to give... A presentation, I suppose. Yeah, because, she was up here yeah. for some preservation organization award or something. Yeah. And she calls me yeah. and she says, that was not funny. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was not funny. I said, what are you talking about? She said she got out of the shower and in the mirror did I scare you? <gasps> oh. And so then she thinks that it's Bill Ott, who we have all known in tourism for 45, 50 years. And so she, I call Bill. Because I say, I'll call him. I'll see if it's him. And he goes, when do I have time to find out Missy's room number? And, you know, uh. and I said, okay. And uh, she was she was mad she at me. Would, she would not stay in that hotel. No, uh, 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 uh. Well, that would yeah. yeah. Just yeah. get something that tangible. That'd be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had other journalists that had walked out, and I had to put them at the Basin Park without telling them that it is also haunted. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bother to tell. I yeah. feel like there's probably not a hotel yeah. down here or a I building. Mean, well, not down here for so sure. That's not haunted. We'll tell you the story about Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton oh. came to make the movie Crystal. Okay. Well, I don't know that. Yeah, it's C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L. Ray McKinnon's in it. Uh, the, the young lady who was a Little Rock native that starred in it has since passed away. Okay. But, I'm uh, looking. I'm looking. Yeah. you know, Crystal. Okay. And so, it's kind of a dark 
Yeah. About methamphetamine and yeah. you know, okay. it's also so, a very yeah. interesting yeah. film. Yeah. And uh, so they were here for a couple of months, and I was told by the uh, I don't remember who told me. Probably the film commissioner from Little Rock. Billy mm-hmm. Bob will not stay where there's antiques. He believes that they are haunted. I said, Well, we're we're in we're in <laughs> well, a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he's gonna the stay. Old town's an antique. Yeah. So we call friends of ours, uh, a friend of ours that owned a brand new modern house, very modern, very, okay. you know, black and white, very modern. Hmm. And, um, you know, hey, Polly, uh, will you move out of your house for a couple of months and they'll, <laughs> they'll pay you? And he said, one thing, he cannot smoke in my house. Okay, okay. And so... Well, to start off, we showed him, um, uh, shoot, uh, Miko's mom. Uh, oh, uh, up on Eugenia Street. Yeah, we, we, showed, we showed him another house that had been refurbished. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did, did, she, did he even stay a, a night there? I think he walked in and just went, but it had been completely redone, yeah. completely. And, uh, but he was, you know, wigged out. And uh, so then that was when I called Paul, and he did it for me. <laughs> so we, we would send the car, probably Fuzzy. We probably sent Fuzzy out to pick him up. And damned, he was smoking in Paul's house. Oh. So that was the end of that. Yeah. I had to put him in a new modern hotel oh, in Fayetteville. And send Fuzzy back and forth to pick him up every morning for about a month and a half. Isn't he an Arkansas boy, too? Yeah, he's from Melbourne. Yeah. South Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you get a little taste uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and he did scissors hands, you know, so you wouldn't think that he would be, uh, you know, but no. I know. Yeah. But no, I can't think of a whole lot more of the, uh, of the hauntednesses, you know. Well... There was a school teacher that, that lived here, and she now lives in Austin and works at the University of Texas. And I would go and get my hair cut there at her house, at her kitchen table. Okay. And so did my then-husband. And uh, so, you know, we're going to Bonnie's to get her hair cut. And she had just gotten in from school, teaching here in Eureka Springs. And uh, she said, I've got to clean up this mess. And I said, oh, my God, I thought like rats or something, you know. And... So she said she had a ghost that would come in the kitchen and would make little pyramids of spices on her counter. Oh, wow. And would rearrange the things on her mantle. And she said to me, you know, kind of in a voice that was, you know, like, I wished he would vacuum. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that'd scare you to yeah. death, though, if the vacuum came yeah. on in the middle of the night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on for a while, you know, but I, I, I can't think of too many other ghost toasty stories. Well, somebody said all the limestone around here they feel like acts like an amplifier. Whatever. I think that's true. Mm. And the cool, I mean, for me, the coolest thing about this whole weekend is being able to go down in the basement of all of these places Great. and look at, like, I mean, as a kid, I 
have seen them from the outside, but you don't get right. to go inside and well, look up and see. How as many times have we both been here, I have yeah. never been in the basin, and I yeah, have no. never been in the palace. Oh my god! And I've so, been, yeah, I'd stepped in, but never seen yeah. rooms. Did you yeah. go into downstairs at the bathhouse at the palace where yes. the old wooden yeah. cabinets yeah. are? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and they let oh, us go good. into the basement, basement where the cave is. Good. And my ghost box told us to go away. We were all in the cave, and it said go away. And my husband, who is a, he is. He was a non-believer, I think, after these last couple of roadie expeditions. But any time, because that's about, what, the third or fourth time we've been told to go away. Oh, and so he was, he's usually filming for us, and he was yeah. filming, and I said, it said go away, and he went. <laughs> we were all like, okay. <laughs> Take that. Well, and I've been in, you know, I was just thinking about that. Lynn was talking about the Crescent Hotel. Um, the Crescent used to close uh, at the end of October. At the end of October. Yeah. It was, yeah. Streets it was shut up down yeah. until, until the yeah. 1st of May. Yeah. And yeah. They, they would have a night watchman. And I'd go up there every once in a while. And, you know, when you have five stories, nobody's in there. And you do hear, you hear some noise. weird noises. Oh, I don't know, I'm sure. You know, and you just kind of attribute it to, well, it's just building noises. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know. Well, I just think the whole Ozarks, I mean, oh, it's oh, just absolutely. magical. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, when you think about, you know, and, and we consider, you know, Eureka Springs, I mean, historically, uh, from, I don't know, certainly as, as white man knows it, this was a place of, of a spiritual place yeah, because of the right. Indians coming in and a healing. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, at that time, mm-hmm. this was a place where uh, it was peace and there was no right. war going on. When you came into Eureka Springs, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was just in a spiritual mood and mm-hmm. because of all the healing waters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. spirits. Energy and all yeah. that stuff. Going yeah. through, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was Butch's own family that took advantage of the healing waters because Butch yeah. is the great-grandson of Zeno Granberry Price. And he mustered out of the Confederacy in 18, seven, uh, 1865, and he stayed on the Gulf Coast to take care of the widows and the wounded. And Working in, with Jefferson Davis. With okay. Jeff, well, Jeff yeah. Davis was in prison for eight years. Yeah, but, well, yeah. yeah. So the last two years he was yeah, there. But, uh, and then he married Sephronia, and she was of ill health. And so he knew about the healing waters in Indian Territory. And in 1875, he got on his horse and he came up here and scoped her out and then went back. And in 1877, they moved by covered wagon wow. from the Biloxi Gulfport area of Mississippi all the way up here. Wow. And they were two of the 400 that was yeah. standing when the town was named Eureka, July 4th of 1879. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. wow. So that's how, he, that's how yeah. he got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. how he got here. Wow. Yeah. Something. Isn't that fun? It's some, yeah, that you know that. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And the other side of the family comes from Iowa. I haven't gone back. Yeah. You know. Okay. And they, they moved down here in um, the 40s? Yeah, in the 40s. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. That's our favorite thing is yeah. when people start to try and give us history lessons. Yeah, oh, like, sure. Yeah. How long have you been there? 
How long you lived here? Yeah. Oh, since 2000. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. You well, know that that hospital used to be named Skaggs Hospital? It wasn't always called. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I kind of felt the same way. And then when I was, uh, I ran for state representative, and I was over in the next county over, and they said, oh, Barry's, uh, because around here, you said, oh, are you related to? Barryville. Such and such. Oh, such sure, such. Sure. Said, no, I'm not. Well. And they said, uh, well, what's your, when did y'all move here? And I said, well, my family came, you know, in around 1880s. And they said, oh, well, we were here in 1804. <laughs> said, well, we were newcomers. <laughs> 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 Have y'all been out to the cemetery? No, mm-hmm. we haven't been out. We there. have a lovely cemetery. Where? Where, Where is, is it? Uh, you'll go uh, to the 62. east on 62, past Fort the Kettle Bell. Campground, and it's on the left. And in October, our historic museum puts on Voices of the Silent City. Oh. And so you go to about five or they seven. They have four or five. They pick four or five people that are in the cemetery yeah. and tell their story. In costume and everything. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Gosh, and that's really cool. It, it, you know, we have uh, Confederate soldiers buried sure. out there and mm-hmm. Union soldiers. One year we had people set up, we had a reenactor doctor, and he had all the limbs laid out there. Oh, and so you walked right by and you saw these bloody limbs, and he's in this tent. Hats on. So, um, uh, the year one, episode four, Deidre actually did the big story, and uh, we talked about the crescent, the basin, the you palace. did the little story, and the palace. And then, oh, there's some little, like, cabins or cottages that are... Oh, and that house, whatever that house was. Yeah, are, but they're all with the crescent. Okay, so just like, right down the parking lot? Like Dr. Ellis's house, I'm oh, pretty oh, sure. Oh, was Dr. Ellis, yeah, down I the can, base I can of Crescent Grade. That was a really great interview with both of them, and um, we sure thank them for that. We, we met in the mayor's office and um, took a bunch of their time to talk to them, and they're really interesting people. Um, so. Thanks for that. Um, I did want to mention that Ghost Hunters did do an episode. Oh, season um, 2, episode 13. Yeah, and so if I find the link to it, I'll put it on the website. We just went out to take a bathroom break from this narration, and Mom was out there and said, what is the show, Dina? We call it's him Screaming Zach. Zach. I don't know. It's Ghost adventures ghost adventures anyway so they're they've got a chris uh crescent hotel episode they re-aired it tonight that's kind of weird um so i guess this is the end uh just to you know tell you again we've got social media we have a patreon we have a website uh please check us out um we've got another live or, well, I guess it's not live. I call it live, but on-site episode that will be coming up at some point. Just kind of stay tuned to our um, social media because we're both traveling and working so much that we may be a little late. We're really sorry. So thanks for listening, and I guess this is goodbye. Say goodbye. 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 And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, Keep your big mouth shut.